Welcome to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats, the show for fishermen by fishermen. Today's show is brought to you by Enigma Fishing, cast, catch, repeat. Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell. Phoenix Boats, experience the difference. And by the Bass Anglers Sportsman Society. Now, here's lifetime BASS member, Tom Abraham. Welcome to this week's episode of Phoenix Post Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the BassPro.com Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Carhartt Bassmaster College Series presented by Bass Pro Shops and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. The Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior Bassmaster Championship, a high school national championship, the college national championship, and the college bracket, leading to the Bassmaster Classic. The Bass Nation is at the grassroots of who we are, and for more information on how to become a member or to start a Bass Nation club, visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Nation tab. The best way to communicate with the show, to post your pictures or tell us your stories or just comment on the show is to visit our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash B-A-S-S or on Twitter at Bassmaster and use the hashtag Bass Radio. You can also listen to all the shows at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or just hit the watch button at Bassmaster.com and click on Bassmaster Radio. Coming up on this week's episode of Bassmaster Radio, we'll visit with Phoenix Boats Elite Series Pro Clifford Perch from his home in the hills of Arizona. Clifford has a unique take on what is going on in the country right now since he has MS, which makes him particularly vulnerable to the coronavirus. And as he puts it, he was a germaphobe before it was cool to be a germaphobe. So he can deliver the goods on just what you need to do to stay safe in these uncertain times and how to protect yourself against the unwanted germs. Also today, Tennessee Bass Conservation Director Jake Davis joins us to discuss being named Co-Conservation Director of the Year by Gene Gilliland and the Bass Conservation Team. Jake has only held the post for a couple of years, but the Area Fishing Guide has poured his heart and soul into the work while he still tries to get some quality time in on the water. But first up is one of the most unusual rookies on the Bassmaster Elite Series. Former professional poker player Kyle Welsher is in. But that's not the only unique thing about Kyle. He's born and raised just outside of Auburn, Alabama. Married an Auburn girl, and yet he rolls with the tide. He'll explain why in our Meet the Elite segments. So grab a cup of coffee and jump on board as we pull this show away from the dock. This is Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Show your passion for the sport of bass fishing by becoming a BASS member today. Tom Abraham here, and one of the best moves I ever made was becoming a BASS lifetime member in 1981. Knowing that I'm a member of bass fishing's largest, most influential community is not only rewarding, but important to the future of our sport. Of course, the magazine is great, as are all the benefits. Join or renew your membership and receive a free gift pack for one year, five year, and lifetime memberships. Visit Bassmaster.com and click on join for details. 
At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham, and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company, and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats, built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. If you haven't visited EnigmaFishing.com lately, you are missing out on some of the greatest deals in the industry. Tour-level rods and reels at everyday fisherman prices. How? Well, they eliminate the middleman and sell directly to you. And now, in addition to tremendous rods and reels, Enigma has a full line of sunglasses and accessories and some of the coolest clothes around. Check out the new torch bait casting reel as well. Lightning fast with an 8.1 to 1 gear ratio and pretty cool looking as well. At a price too good to believe. Visit EnigmaFishing.com today. This is Bassmaster Radio. For tournament results, how-to articles and videos, or to become a member, visit Bassmaster.com. Now back to Tom Abraham. And welcome back to Phoenix Post Bassmaster Radio. And an opportunity now for Meet the Elites to kick off today's show. And we do it with a guy, Kyle Welcher, who is a, you know, he's, he's a young guy. I mean, he's out there doing it now uh, on the Elite Tour, just 25 years old. But he's got an interesting background. And uh, he's going to talk about that a little bit with us here in a moment. Kyle, welcome to the show. How are you, man? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. You know, it's. It's the perfect time of the year to be bass fishing right now, and if we can't go and fish a tournament, at least we can sit around and talk about it. We can sit around and talk about it, and in some places we can still get on the water, thank God. And uh, I, I've noticed that the ramps are, are pretty full at a lot of places. It's, it's a good place to social distance, I think, out there on the water. The only thing you get close to is the fish, hopefully. Yep, exactly. It's the same way here in my area. People are still fishing in full force. It's, it's, everything's rolling right now as far as fishing is going. Yeah. Now, speaking of your area, you're from Opelika. Now, Opelika is Auburn, and it's all War Eagles country over there. But I understand that you're a Roll Tide guy uh, living in enemy territory. Well, talk, talk about that a little bit. Well, you always got to have a, a spy here and there everywhere. So I just got just close enough to keep an eye on them down there in <laughs> Auburn. So definitely a big Roll Tide fan of I really don't have any problems with with Auburn or anything like that. My wife graduated from Auburn, and you know, I'm, I, she she has a better reason to be a fan than I do because she actually graduated from there. I didn't even finish college at UAB, but anyway, <laughs> so I don't have any problems with Auburn. But definitely, whenever they're they're on the field, I'm not a big Auburn. Fan. I'm not an Auburn fan at all. Tell me you don't have one of those house-divided uh, license plates, though, on the front of your rig. You're not rolling around with one of those Auburn-Alabama house-divided uh, plates, are you? 
Absolutely not. No. Yeah, that's just way uncool. You, you can't go that route. All right. Um, so, you, so you got one Elite Series event under your belt. Uh, what was that like? I mean, you finished eighth. You had a hell of a tournament. You finished eighth after qualifying through the Eastern Open Series. I see you out there. I fished the Eastern Opens as well, and I've seen you out there. I know you had a great year last year uh, to get qualified, and then eighth in your first event at the St. John's River, and now you sit around and wait for the next event. Right. So the, the St. John's River, this entire year actually has been a year of uncertainty. Even the St. John's River, I mean, we canceled two days to start. Yeah. The lake, the lake drops two foot. I mean, two foot in Florida is like it dropping 10 foot most places. And then, I mean, everything was changing so fast on the St. John's. I, I just felt super confident that I was able to get out there and make adjustments and leave there with a good finish. Now, Fast forward that to the next week, Chickamauga. I thought that was going to be the one in my wheelhouse. And then, bam, postponed. And then now we've postponed it again. So this year for the elites has been extremely uncertain. And I'm I'm really happy that I was able to go to St. John's and have a good finish because if I came out of there with a bad finish and all this happened and all the lakes that were kind of in my strengths are being rescheduled, it'd be a little more nerve-wracking. So luckily we had a decent finish in the first one and, you know, we're a little bit more calm now than we would be if we had a bad finish. Well, and, and if it ends up being a fall circuit for Chick and you fall, uh, I don't know so much about Santee Cooper because I don't know so much about Santee Cooper, but, I mean, that could be really cool, right? I mean, that's a little different, but that could, I know it could conflict a little bit with the football season, but that could be really cool fishing these lakes uh, in the fall if they do it after, you know, the heat breaks. It definitely, it definitely would be very, very cool. I don't remember a big time professional tournament happening after about September in right. like last ten years. So it would be very, very cool. For the way that I typically fish, the fall time of the year is very polarizing for me. I either seem to do really, really well or I really, really struggle because I don't like picking up six and eight pound line and grinding for, you know, five or seven bites a day. I really like to fish big baits and fish fast and in the fall that can really hurt you or that can really make you put together a big, big bag. So the fall for me is going to be – it's going to be hit or miss. But I got the confidence we're going to some really good lakes. I think I'll be able to string something together anytime we go there. Kyle Welcher joining us from his home in Alabama. Now let's talk about your past a little bit. A poker player, man. I mean, you know, that's kind of like bass fishing, right? You put the money up and then you go out there and, and, and you're gambling that you're going you're gonna to make back your entry fee plus. And uh, talk about your background, though, as a poker player. Have you made a few bucks doing that? And, uh, and, and, and how does it help you mentally to be mentally tough to be out there in these derbies? So in fishing and in poker, the, your number one enemy is your ego and your emotions. So – you have to keep all that stuff at bay whenever you're making decisions on the water, whenever you're making decisions at the poker table, because if you get if you get aggravated or, you know, too proud or anything like that, that's whenever you start to make big, big mistakes. So staying open minded and the thing I like to say is both of these both of these, I guess, sports are about reacting. So whenever you're fishing, you react to the fish and what they're doing. Whenever you're playing poker, you react to your opponent and you try to exploit them. So both times, you're trying to go in there with an open mind and react to the conditions you're given. And that is one thing, that's the biggest you know, correlation between the two. 
Are you? Do you have a good poker face though? When you're like at the tanks, you know what I mean? Because the guys are gonna, you know, they want to know like where you where you catching them and what you catching them on, and everybody's trying to kind of squeeze a little information out of the other guy. Do you have to kind of use that that poker face to make sure that you, you know you're you might be telling the truth, you might not be telling the truth. Yeah, I try to do what I call dumbing it down, and I might not actually say this, but so I might be fishing wood and six foot deep on current breaks, you know, on a on pea gravel banks. And I'll be in there, and I'll be like, "Man, I just started fishing wood, you know." And I just act like it was act like it was just you run down the bank and you fish wood. Whenever it's a lot more dialed in than that, so I do what I call dumbing it down a lot. Just oh, I just ran across a patch of eelgrass and caught twenty seven pounds, man. That's just how it works. <laughs> I, that, that's what I do. I, I dumb it down, act like it's not that serious, and I wasn't really on nothing. Yeah, there you go. That's the poker player in you. Now, I, I got to ask you, now you're young, you probably don't even know this song, but like your walk-up music, I, I, you know, when that time comes, you're in a classic, you got a little Seeger rambling gambling man maybe? I mean, you know, I'm just saying. I It, it could be for sure. Uh, I, I, would, I would not be opposed to that. I'll tell you what. I don't care what the song plays. If I make it to the classic, I'll be happy with whatever they play when I walk up. Let's just get there first, and any song will work. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, uh, it would, being at Gunnersville this past year, I would imagine that that uh, being uh, Alabamian, I imagine that's a place that you spent some time at. Were you surprised at all the way the tournament went and the fact that Hank Cherry was able to kind of run away with it from – from basically a community hole area, although I, I like to say with Gunnersville, the whole lake is a community hole, really. Right. So the surprising thing to me about Gunnersville is I thought there was going to be a lot more 18 to 19 pound bags caught, mm-hmm. but the, the the conditions were so extreme. They had so much wind. You know, they had we got so much rain right before the tournament. Everything was really, you know, changing so fast that I can understand why it was a little bit tougher, but. The, the way that Hank caught, I thought, was what, you know, would have probably won. Not like I um, know much about Gunnersville. I, that place kicks me in the teeth every time I go there. But I thought there'd be a lot more 18-, 19-pound bags. And to, to see Hank, you know, kind of find something that obvious to himself and catch those big bags off of it, that's just like what Gunnersville is. It just – there's so many fish there. If you get anything special like that to yourself – the potential there and i mean it was it was really fun to watch yeah it was a good tournament to watch there was no doubt about it all right finally in our last minute tell us about this point blank company i understand you're building your own rods and this is uh this is the the blanks that you like to use yeah that, that was that's my coolest partnership for this year is i'm building my own rods for bass fishing i caught a 10 one on them at st john's river and point blank out of foley alabama Point Blank and Fuji Rod Components, they're pretty much the same company. And I'm building my own rods, putting them together. I've made a bunch of YouTube videos on it. And it's a really rewarding thing to do is build your own rods and catch big fish on them. Especially this time of year with the, being shut down from the tournaments. I'd be building a lot of rods, I would imagine. You'd have a time to do that if you're not playing poker all night, you know? Yeah, if I had more discipline, I would play poker a little less and build a few more rods. And right <laughs> now, we have fun playing poker and doing both, and we're just kind of doing whatever kyle welsher has been our guest in our meet the elite segment uh kyle i, I know this is going to get going again here at some particular point in time so we appreciate you to doing this and uh good luck the rest of the season you're off to a good start i appreciate it all right thank you
How about that, Kyle Welsher? How about a dude living in Opelika, Alabama, which is basically Auburn, and being a, uh, a Roll Tide fan, an Alabama fan? That is uh, pretty cool as well. All right, well, some of the guys around the office might not think that that's pretty cool. Chris Mitchell and some of those Auburn, Auburn fans down there, they might not like that so much. All right, let's get a break in here. We'll come back. Jake Davis joins us next, Conservation Director for Bass in Tennessee and one of the winners for the Conservation Award. That's next on Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Visit Bassmaster.com and click on Sweepstakes for your chance to fish with Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year, Scott Canterbury. The Sweepstakes winner receives round-trip airfare within the continental United States, a three-night hotel stay, car rental, and $500 in cash. The winner will also receive an incredible prize package that includes a Skeeter ZX-190W boat with a Yamaha Show 150 engine, plus other great prizes, bringing the total value to over $52,000. Sign up at Bassmaster.com forward slash From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visit lakehartwell.com. Show your passion for the sport of bass fishing by becoming a BASS member today. Tom Abraham here, and one of the best moves I ever made was becoming a BASS lifetime member in 1981. Knowing that I'm a member of bass fishing's largest, most influential community is not only rewarding, but important to the future of our sport. Of course, the magazine is great, as are all the benefits. Join or renew your membership and receive a free gift pack for one year, five year, and lifetime memberships. Visit Bassmaster.com and click on Join for details. This is Bassmaster Radio. Watch Bassmaster Live at Bassmaster.com and on ESPN3 during every Elite Series event. Now back to Tom Abraham. And welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And as I said, the uh, bass conservation team, Gene Gilliland, uh, they announced uh, three winners. They honored three people at the Bassmaster Classic with their Conservation Director of the Year awards. And basically, you know, they have this conference every other year. So Gene decided to go ahead and uh, they'd award one for last year, this year, and next year because there was just so many great candidates out there. Barb Elliott of New York, Bill Frazier of North Carolina, and my friend Jake Davis of Tennessee named Co-Conservation Directors of the Year by Bass's uh, National Conservation Director, Gene Gilliland. And joining us now is my good friend, Captain Jake Davis. Jake, welcome in. How are you, man? Oh, we're doing great. Just, uh, you know, doing doing that social distancing, a lot of fishing, and... uh enjoying life right now i guess to the fullest extent we can yeah absolutely so, and, uh, yeah I, I, you know it's one of the things that we can still do in some states there are areas where they're actually shutting down lakes and so on i know in the state of tennessee where you and i live um right now the ramps are still open uh thank god and uh, we can get out there and and enjoy it and i've seen a ton of traffic even in the middle of the week i'm seeing a lot of trailers of course the good weather that we've had the last few weeks didn't hurt either yeah, you know, everybody wanted to get out and enjoy the sun and, you know, have some fun. But, yeah, you know, a lot of states have lost their right to, you know, access to the ramps. Some some states of uh, Washington state actually closed down fishing completely. Um, you know, Michigan has closed a lot of ramps and put their, you know, 
the guides cannot guide up there and yeah. we've got to, you know, it's sort of up to the, it's up to us down here, you know, myself being a guide on the back in the background now, um, you know, it, it's sort of up to us in this area in Tennessee to figure out, you know, do we want to consider ourselves essential or what, you know, and, and I've shut my business down since March 20th. Mm. Uh, with what's going on simply because, you know, the amount of stuff I do with kids and, you know, with the conservation stuff, we said, you know, we don't want to take a chance on getting sick here. Um, so we just shut it down. And it's nice to be in that position to be able to do that. Well, it's got to be uh, tough, though, on the guides. Do that. Yeah, on the guides this time of year, it's got to be tough because this is where you make your hay. I mean, you know, whether it's Alabama, oh. Tennessee, Arkansas, Georgia, this is where the guides in this part of the country, that part of the country, are really going to make their uh, their year, really. And uh, so it's really tough. I know there are guides that will go, they, you know, they might go 30, 35 uh, guide trips in 40 days, you know, the, at this time of year. Well, you know, typically this time of year, and, and I look back, the wife and I look back to see what we had done this time of the year. And over the last four years, I've averaged, you know, between March, April, May, and early June, I've averaged 90 or better guide trips a year. And this is about 50% of my business uh, is, is this time of the year. And I know that holds true for the rest of the guides that I know personally on Gunnersville and uh, in Tennessee here, this can be this is going to hurt big time for the guides in the fishing industry. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, in in this area. Yeah, no you doubt. Know, about it. Let's talk getting, about getting back to this conservation thing. Yeah, let's talk know, about it that. Was huge honor. <laughs> I mean, I, it was totally unexpected. On you know, for me, uh, people need to realize that bass conservation. A lot of your we call them CDs, conservation directors at your state level are retired fisheries folks from, you know, TVA or from different, you know, U.S. Fish and Game Service. If you look at Gene Gilliland, he was, you know, he retired from the uh, state of Oklahoma, Department of Natural Resources. And that's what we go up against uh, out here. And, and we all work together. And it, it's been a huge educational experience for me. You know, I felt like sometimes I've had to go back to school but thankfully, you know, I've got some great people in the TWRA that have, you know, pointed me in the right direction, said, here, you know, do do some research here or here. Or, uh, Mark Rogers over Tennessee Tech, I'm, I'm telling you, these, these guys are great. And, and I got to, you know, give them a lot of credit for being the Conservation Director of the Year, along with the kids here in, in Tennessee High School, Bass Nation. Um they do a lot of work. I, I do a lot of the planning and go out and find the money to do these projects. And the, the kids actually, you know, fulfill their community service through Tennessee Promise doing a lot of these habitat and, and conservation projects. Yeah, no, that makes so, uh, that makes perfect sense, of course. And, uh, you know, and the thing is, your background, I mean, you've been a guide now for a number of years, but you're ex-military, you're an ex-trooper, you're a cop, you know what I mean? And and, and now here yeah. you are, at, uh, you know, to just a couple of years as a conservation director in Tennessee, which, by the way, you know, being a conservation director in a state like Tennessee, that's a, that's a thing, no disrespect to any other states, but it's just such a huge deal, the outdoors uh, in the state of Tennessee, and your bass is conservation director for that area, and... Uh, 
it does seem like that's been the number one thing for you to get the youth involved, get the high schools involved. You're involved, obviously, with the Bass Nation high school program in the state as well. But it's so great to get those kids involved in, in, in cleaning up the lakes. And people don't understand. You think that these are beautiful, pristine lakes. I live on Tim's Ford Lake. You live on Tim's Ford Lake. And you don't realize when you go out there just how much trash does end up on the shore and so on. Oh. And, and so it's really cool to see these kids out there cleaning up. Well, you know, and we try and do it at a time of the year when we can have a big impact, like in the wintertime when all the foliage is off the shores and we can get in there and not get all tore up. But, you know, it's sort of a change in culture here uh, across the country uh, to get people to help. You know, remember the old commercials uh, with the don't litter commercials that used to be on TV years ago? We really need to see some of that stuff come back because I'm going to tell you, Tom, you've seen it, I've seen it. Anytime that we can pick up three 40-ton dumpsters full of garbage out of three lakes in Middle Tennessee, um, you know, we've, we've got an issue, and I'm just blessed to have the time to and, and be able to, you know, scale back my guide service and be retired enough to, you know, put the extra time in and, and – get the attention to where we need it yeah well talk, talk um, about let's talk about one other thing too that 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 people do from a fishing standpoint because fishermen you know a lot of times the, the fishermen are very respectful of it it's not the fishermen necessarily that are throwing trash in the lake sometimes it's the recreational folks or whatever or it blows off their boats and, and and so on but from a fishing standpoint talk about how to handle the plastics that you discard and the line that you discard because you know a lot of folks a lot of fishermen they don't they don't think about that and they might just tear off a plastic that's uh, tore up i know i keep them in my boat and then put them in a pail in my uh, garage i actually want to kind of melt them down and, and and build some of my own plastics i want to you know mold some of my own stuff but just talk about why you don't want to throw plastics in line and other fishing trash in the water well with the line in the plastics the line will get you know that'll get tangled around other wildlife like ducks and turtles and all kinds of stuff uh, that, that use the waterways besides us fishermen and anglers. Uh, so we try and, you know, encourage everybody to remove that line. Don't throw it in the water. Uh, there's several ramps around the state that we've put up line dispensary stations. And we actually, actually collect that and send it back to Berkeley and they can repurpose it. Um, several of your line companies do that. Berkeley's just the first one to come to mind. On the soft plastics, you know, how many times have you left your bait sitting out there, throw it out and, and reach down and get a drink of soda or water or coffee or whatever, have a sandwich, and all of a sudden your line takes off? Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is a lot of these plastics are not, you know, 98% of them are not biodegradable. And a fish will eat them, and they get caught in their digestive system, and it'll end up killing them through starvation because they'll blow up uh, a neat little experience experiment that I taught some of the kids is take a quart jar and take just about any kind of plastic, uh, whether it's a, a lizard or a worm or a, even a, a jig trailer and fill that jar up with water, put that plastic in there, put the lid on and set it on the shelf for a week and watch what happens to it. It will, sometimes it, it'll double in size. Sometimes it'll go 10 times the size it is. 
uh, it, it'll soak up and just expand and expand. Um, and, and that'll end up choking a fish off if they eat that, if we throw it in the water. Mm. And there's a lot of guys like you out there that want to repurpose that, that soft plastics and remelt them down. You know, we've got a competition with Tennessee Bass Nation High School where all the schools at the end of the year, if we ever get to have our state championship this year, will bring all their used soft plastics in and we'll weigh them up. And the winning school gets a $1,000 Academy Sports gift card. Um, That's how important it is to our programs. We've gone out and got stuff like that. Um, And uh, there's a couple of folks around in in the Winchester area here who are remelting them down and reusing them. And they'll gladly have them. I mean, last year it was one with 65 pounds of soft plastics uh, from one, one school. That's so, incredible. you know, there, there's a lot of that stuff that's going on that people don't realize, and we try and put it out there. Uh, you know, and, and you mentioned, you know, with plastic bottles and stuff like that, a major source of that stuff, Tom, is act, not really the boaters out here, whether it's the, you know, weekend boaters or the anglers. It comes from our roadways. Um, and I'll give you a good example to go place to go. Look, go up the Walt Bridge and look coming down that hill. Yeah. Uh, from the state park to AWOL Bridge or over to Normandy going down R- Riley Creek Road and just look in the ditch and look at the amount of cans uh, and, and plastics that are in that ditch. Oh, you don't have to tell me my, every my, year. My wife and my wife and I walk the dog twice a day every day and she takes a garbage bag with her and just constantly is picking up garbage along our walk. I mean, it's yeah. absolutely crazy. Jake Davis. And, and you been, live in town. And I live I right mean, in you, the middle you of town. Live in town yeah. But yeah. that'll eventually end up in Tim's Ford Lake if, if, if we don't pick it up. No doubt about it. Jake Davis has been our guest. Jake, congratulations on the Conservation Award from Bass. We appreciate the work that you do so much and keep up the good work and stay safe. Hey, thanks, Tom. You too. And uh, tell the wife we said hi. I will do that. Absolutely. All right, we'll get a break in here. We'll come back with more right after this. This is Phoenix Boats, Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visitlakehartwell.com. Welcome back to Bassmaster Radio, presented by Phoenix Boats. Now, here's your host, 
Tom Abraham. And welcome back. Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And joining us now, Phoenix Pro Clifford Perch, who's won over $700,000 on the bass uh, tour. And uh, he has uh, Fish 7 Bassmaster Classics as well. And he joins us now from his home out in Arizona. Clifford, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks. Uh, just a, a nice morning out here. I'm I'm on the hillside looking at a few elk here. Wow. Um, as this as this break, well, let's first of all let's establish uh, one thing. I mean, for for you, social distancing isn't necessarily uh, something new. I mean, you live out there in the country in in Arizona. You like to hunt your own meat. You you grow some food in your garden and so on. But um, some people know that you have uh, MS, and and that means you you kind of are very very careful with uh, uh, germs and so on, and making sure that you stay healthy as much as possible. So it's now it's like the rest of the country has kind of caught up with uh, what guys like you have been doing for a long time. Just talk about how it has been during this time, and and just the thought process of knowing that this virus is out there, and and it would be problematic for you. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty cautious. Like like you said, I, I was a germaphobe before it was cool to be one. So uh, <laughs> I uh, I uh, I'm always pretty cautious. Uh, you know, things like getting gas and and um, you know touching anything public. Um, you know, using a lot of hand sanitizer. I've always got hand sanitizer. You know, before it went scarce, I you know I've got it in all my vehicles and boat and all that stuff and. Uh, it's just something I do regularly, and, and since I've been doing that, I, I get sick a lot less often. You know, I used to get sick four or five times in, through a winter, and, uh, you know, typically the last, you know, six or seven years has been more like once. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's really helped out a bunch, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's really something that, that I think uh, a lot of folks are learning to do right now. We're, we're in some crazy times, and I, I think about – you know, the city people, this is really hard on them. You know, for me, um, fortunately, what I love to do is, is fish and get out in the woods. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a mountain right now in front of me through my binoculars and got some bull elk. I've been watching, uh, watching them shed their horns and doing some horn hunting. And so this is just, you know, it's a, it's an opportunity for me to do what I love to do. But, you know, for, for a lot of the folks around the country, this is a this is a real crazy time and a big interruption to uh, their their daily lives and and you know for, from uh, health scares and and just the danger of it and and to the economy side and you know things shutting down slowing down and and uh, we went from a wide open economy and and things booming to just a screeching halt uh, as far as people you know getting out there and, and doing things and and uh, you know it's it's just a crazy thing no one would have expected it and and. Uh, you know, it hit us quick. So uh, really, really a wild deal. And I'm hoping that as the weather warms, you know, maybe it starts to decrease, you know, as everybody kind of does their deal to stay apart. And, and uh, you know, this thing passes a little bit. Hopefully we can get back to some normalcy soon. Uh, one of the things that we have been able to do in certain parts of the country is, is still fish and be on the water. I, I know where I live in uh, Winchester, Tennessee, the home of Phoenix Boats, um, that our ramps have been packed. Uh, the weather's been beautiful uh, over here. It's been in the mid-70s, and the water temperature's already up into the 70s, which is a little bit early for, uh, for this time of year. But, um, you know, a lot of folks are still getting out there on the water, uh, maintaining that 
that social distance, uh, you know, and it's one thing I think fishermen, you know, you two guys in a boat that's 20 foot long is one thing. It's another thing when you get a bunch of folks out there on a party barge or people going around on jet skis, you know, uh, tandem and, and, and that type of stuff. So we have to really kind of be careful. How is it in Arizona? Are they, are, are, are is all the water and the ramps still open? Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, fortunately a couple of them are, you know, the couple of the public lakes, um, for the most part are they just shut lake powell down uh this weekend and and like you said some of the party aspect has really caused some issues um you know and you know you hate to blame it on them but sometimes the uh the tournaments are as well you know but we fished a tournament this weekend and uh you know it was a single file drive-through way in guy in the truck one guy in the boat you know you drop your fish on the scale as you go by and uh that's cool you know and on an online registration, you know, the day before. And, and basically, you know, you find out if you won later, you know, and that's, that's what happened. And, um, you know, so it was, it was a great run event and being able to, uh, uh, you know, fish a tournament, you know, was a great opportunity. So, um, you know, at the same time, there was a ski boat. One of my buddies, you know, kind of hollered over when we were loading up, he yelled over, he said, you see that? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I looked and I, there was a ski boat full of folks. And he said, there was 19 people in a wakeboard, wakeboard boat, you know, and I was just like, well, that's the kind of stuff that could get you shut down. And so, you know, the forest service here has been trying to shut things down and the game and fish fortunately and the governor have been fighting them on it so we we do have some places that are open but i don't know for how long you know it's just you know it's it's a battle between uh some knuckleheads on the water and and people that really enjoy getting out and and uh you know, are out there because that's what they love to do, not to be, you know, jam-packed with a bunch of people. Yeah, Clifford Perch with us, joining us from uh, Arizona. It's interesting, this past week, the story came out that baseball was looking at possibly starting the season in Arizona in empty stadiums and having everybody in that uh, that, that same place. Um, do you think that, you know, in a, in a place like that where it is warmer year-round, that, that, that maybe it is one of the safer places? And is it why you live out there in, in Arizona? I don't know if that's your original hometown. It would be more convenient to be in the southeast where all the tournaments are and so on but you know this this area it seems to be a little bit higher uh you know opportunity to get sick as opposed to being in arizona where it's drier and and there's more heat yeah you know i i just live here because i was born out here and i love the wide open the mountains the you know right i've got 70 miles of national forest all around you know to till the next town so it it's pretty it's just home to me and it's it's not a wise place to live as a pro bass fisherman when the when the the tours are all based out of the south you know i'll I'll be the first one to admit that it's just not very business smart but it's hard for me to give up i love it you know and it's you know obviously right now it's uh it's pretty beneficial to live here uh um like i said i'm looking at a herd of bull elk watching them going into the trees seeing if there's any of them left with horns and uh you know I, i bought my first bass boat uh with, with elkhorn shed so you know it's just it's just a, a way of life uh for me and and uh a lot of folks out here we just enjoy the outdoors and and uh you know we do have some good bass fishing so it, it's just it's a you know it's a great place but uh you know like that baseball uh stadium trying to open up you know i could i could see him playing ball uh possibly without a uh without a full stadium of fans you know um it, it it is getting hot down there and you know they're probably looking at getting close to 90 degrees down in the desert here pretty quick so um 
it, you know, I, I think that those those types of conditions, from what I understand, are are, are possibly favorable to uh, get, you know get rid of the virus. They're 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 less likely to live long in that that type of environment, and and uh, you know, we, there's not a lot that we know about it yet. But that is one thing that similar coronaviruses, uh, you know, and like flu viruses that tip you know kind of share is that uh, you know as it gets hot and warm uh, and bright sunlight. Uh, you know that that's not real great conditions for them to thrive. So I, I could see those guys, you know, maybe getting something started again. And and uh, you know, I think it'd be great. People people miss that kind of stuff. You know, so, you know, who wouldn't love to see the 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 Diamondbacks and the Cubs and the Dodgers and the Phillies and you know the the Red Sox and whoever whoever's your team, you know, playing again. You know, that'd be yeah. a big deal for folks stuck at home, especially if you're talking in some of these big cities, you know, back east. Yeah, no doubt about that. Clifford Perch with us, Phoenix Pro. Clifford Perch with us here, talking a little bit about uh, what he's been doing during this uh, shutdown in the in the tour and the fact that he is, uh, as he says, a germaphobe, but he has to be. He's got to be careful. He's a, he has MS, and that's something that he has to kind of be uh, cognizant of. And when you when you think about that, you know, you guys at tournaments, I don't know, at the Bassmaster Classic, I must have shook hands with 400 people. I mean, it was just the last thing that we did before the really the shutdown happened and and, yeah, and people yeah. were being careful. But you also, you know, in, in any tournament scenario, when we get back to the Elite Series, hopefully by the Sabine River, we'll be able to go. But, um, you know, I, talk about, you, you talk about using hand sanitizer. From a fishing standpoint, do you use it when you're out there fishing? Because, you know, fishermen, we're a little bit funny about what we put on our hands when we're handling the baits and so on. And, and then, you know, you're out there, uh, you know, wondering whether or not it impacts the uh, odor that might be on a bait when you're fishing. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mention that. You know, most of them are just kind of a like an alcohol-based deal that, that kind of evaporates and is gone after a little bit. But I, I've had some of these little pocket ones like at the Classic, and, they, they you know, they've, they've put cologne in them and everything else now. So, yeah, right. you're like, wow, that really is pretty powerful scent. So, you know, I think if you're, you know, using a standard uh, hand sanitizer, it probably wouldn't, wouldn't cause you any issues, you know. If there, say there's two guys in a boat and you know, one guy might pick up a rod, well, uh, you know, I, it, it just doesn't hurt to throw on hand sanitizer if you touch a rod that someone else used. But, uh, uh, you know, in general, I, I don't think it's too big a deal. Um, like you said, you, you don't want to have uh, uh, the the latest perfume uh, attached to your uh, jig head worm, but yeah. uh, you know there there's some things you, you could also spray a little bang on it or some other kind of little uh, you know shad or crawdad scent that you, that you use and. and cover that real easily too and so. maybe at the way there, there's ways to get around it at the way it's just elbow bumps now with uh with dave mercer for a little while maybe we just kind of give him a little elbow uh elbow chop maybe <laughs> yeah yeah and that that is going to be an interesting yeah. uh, change i think we'll see that you know they, they were saying uh this will change the way we live again you know a lot like 9-11 did and right. then, you know at first it sounds crazy but you know we really will see some changes you know people will be a lot more germ conscious and and uh you know that for that good. might be a new way of life yeah. for us. That might be a good thing. Maybe we'll have a lot less flu next year. Uh, you know, just because people are being ca- conscious of this. I right, finally, in our last couple yeah. of moments, uh, what what is your gut feeling? I mean, we've 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 canceled the leets up until now, the Sabine River, which would be May 29th through June 1st, and of course that's the week before the uh, Texas Fest. What are your what's your hope for for those two events to happen, or do you think it'll be the New York swing before it happens, or do you think it doesn't happen at all this summer? You know, I I really it, it's so hard to predict. I, I w- don't have any idea. You know, I'm just kind of hanging tight and and uh, 
you know, I hope we see the the, the numbers uh, go way down and, and where we are able to do some stuff. You know, I, I think they've made a good call so far. Uh, it would be really uh, hard for uh, 86 guys to be away from their families in, in kind of a time of, uh, you know, instability. And uh, it's it just uh, – it's one of those crazy things, and and we'll learn to deal with it. But uh, hopefully, we do get the season rolling. Um, you know, my guess, your guess is as good as mine. I, I really have no idea. But uh, like I said, if we see the numbers start to go down, then then maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll happen. I'd sure like to get some of the season going. Uh, I, I hate to miss the spawn cycle. You know that that hurts for me. I, I really really enjoy that part of the season, and uh, looks like we're going to kind of miss that. But uh, you know, there there will still be some fishing out there down the road, hopefully. And those ones that got postponed, who knows? Those could be uh, fall tournaments, and that would be a whole new experience. And we could see some great, great elite series events in the fall. If they can, if they can play the Masters in November, we can uh, certainly fish uh, Chickamauga in November as well. If, if if it comes to that, so it'll be interesting to see the way the rest of this uh, season uh, plays out. Clifford Perch has been our guest. Clifford, we appreciate you so much. Uh, enjoy your time out there with the elk and the, and the antlers and all that other good stuff that you're doing and and uh we'll hopefully we'll see you back out on tour soon enough when things get going again you bet you bet well thanks for having me on guys all right thank you there you go clifford perch right. uh, joining okay. us here on uh on bassmaster radio and uh, an interesting story that he has as well this is nothing new for him uh, he knows how to kind of take care of himself and keep himself safe all right we'll get a break in here we'll come back and wrap it up next this is phoenix boats bassmaster radio on the bassmaster radio network Sign up for Rapala Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing. There's new prizes and more opportunities to win in 2020 with prizes for 1st through 20th place in each Elite event and the Bassmaster Classic. Plus, one grand prize winner will receive a $15,000 Bass Pro Shop shopping spree, $5,000 cash, and a variety prize pack from Rapala, a total value of more than $20,000. Visit BassmasterFantasy.com to register and pick your team for the next event. Miss a tournament? Don't worry. You can still win prizes for every tournament. If you haven't visited EnigmaFishing.com lately, you are missing out on some of the greatest deals in the industry. Tour-level rods and reels at everyday fisherman prices. How? Well, they eliminate the middleman and sell directly to you. And now, in addition to tremendous rods and reels, Enigma has a full line of sunglasses and accessories and some of the coolest clothes around. Check out the new torch baitcasting reel as well. Lightning fast with an 8.1 to 1 gear ratio and pretty cool looking as well. At a price too good to believe. Visit EnigmaFishing.com today. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. 
This is Bassmaster Radio. The fish are in the live well, and we're heading for the dock. Now, back to Tom Abraham. Final segment of Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And as we idle the show back to the dock, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the pond. First off, we want to send out all our thoughts and prayers to three-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year, Aaron Martins, who had brain surgery earlier this week. Uh, on two tumors in his brain. Apparently, one of them was removed and the other was biopsied. And again, our thoughts and prayers are with Aaron for a speedy recovery from that. Marshall spots are available for regular season elite series events for just $99 per tournament. As part of the program, at every tournament, participants will enjoy an exclusive dinner and a meet and greet with all of the elite anglers, as well as receive official Bassmaster Marshall apparel and products from tournament sponsors. Visit Bassmaster.com forward slash elite for Marshall registration. And the 2020 BassPro.com open season did get underway before everything was shut down temporarily. Visit Bassmaster.com forward slash open for all the info you need to get registered for the series. It's the highest level a co-angler can fish and is a tremendous way to hone your skills, learn from the pros, and and maybe even make a few bucks as you compete against other co-anglers. This year's pro field is better than ever, so grab a co-angler spot now and stay tuned for new tournament dates coming up. While you are at Bassmaster.com, click on Sweepstakes for information on how to get into the Hummingbird Minkota One Boat Challenge drawing as well. And don't forget to sign up for Rapala Fantasy Fishing at Bassmaster.com. Each week's winner will win $4,000 in cash and prizes, $4,500 if you're a member of BASS. And this year, over 190 places will win prizes for each event, and the grand prize is over $20,000 in cash and prizes. Just go to Bassmaster.com and click on Fantasy for Rules and and to get in today. And while you're at it, join our Bassmaster Radio group where each event's winner will receive a rod and reel combo from Enigma Fishing. And everyone that finishes ahead of me is entered into a drawing for a prize package from visitanderson.com, Rapala, Missile Baits, and Phoenix Boats. Just search Bassmaster Radio under the Groups tab. Now, as far as the upcoming tournament schedule, tournaments are in the process of being rescheduled, so make sure you check back frequently throughout the week to see when those new dates are available. Remember, if you missed any of this week's show, it's always just a click away at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio or hit the watch button at Bassmaster.com and click on Bassmaster Radio. Plus, if you have any questions or a guest you'd like to hear or a technique featured in our Technique of the Week, just tweet it to us at Bassmaster and use the hashtag Bass Radio or hit the Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash B-A-S-S and leave us a comment. So until next time, keep those lines tight and nets heavy. I'm Tom Abraham and this has been Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.